1689 Saturday. <laughs> 1689 Saturday. Stay tuned. Do we subscribe is the question. Mm. Mm. Except for that Sabbath thing. That's kind of yeah, funny. I just want and to talk the Pope. About 1689 tattoos to begin with. Oh. Here's, here's a thought. You got to get them. Got to get them. Bounce back. So, right. yeah. If you get 1689 tattooed on your body, on uh-huh. the one arm, uh-huh. and you get a Bible verse tattooed on the other arm, in your glorified body, the Bible says the word of God endures forever. Yeah. Bible will come up as a tattoo on your glorified body, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I, you know what? Okay. On that question, though, I look forward to being tattooless. Really? Yeah. I, I think, and, and you know, I say that not because I'm like, oh, I regret getting tattoos or whatever. But this life is not that life. And the thing is, part of the joy, in some sense, of getting a tattoo is like, dude. Doesn't matter. It, it's not going to be my eternal body, you know. It's not the phobia that people. Now, I get that. I'm not saying don't steward your body and all that, you know. But, but you know, having put those things aside and already settled them, I'm presuming yeah. Uh, you know, it's a matter of cosmetics and like, do you, are your ears going to be pierced in, in the new creation? No, you know. Um, so relax, you know. Do, do, Will you have your wisdom teeth? <laughs> will, will, will I have my gray hair is what I'm more concerned about I'm like dude I've worked hard for this gray hair Do I will have you to give have it? your appendix will I have my appendix will um, yeah so it puts it yeah grommets grommets adenoids adenoids I have no idea what those are but I had them removed I had my grommets removed <laughs> <laughs> grommets are the things in your ears right yeah that's the thing that like amplifies yeah. the sound Really? Yeah. Isn't it like when ear, no. eardrums get all waxy or sunken and they yeah, take so a they, little they drill. And they they yeah. pop it in your ear and it amplifies the sound. So my, my eardrums are so busted up from those things. I had them seven times. I had them like 77 times seven. <laughs> <laughs> I had them pulled out so that my ears were bleeding. And the doctor said, did that hurt? And I said, yes. And he said, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> South so African doctors, folks. 1689 said it. Bro, South African doctors are amazing like that. Subscription. Subscription. What are we talking about? So the question is this. We, Mike and I, are uh, pastors of churches that are part of the Fellowship of Reformed Baptist Churches New Zealand. Now, a fellowship is distinct from uh, an association. Yeah. It's distinct from a denomination. Mm-hmm. It's a form of affiliation that is fairly loose. Mm-hmm. And the question is... You know, do how far do we need to agree with 1689 as it is stated or was originally intended right. by the original authors in yeah. order to, with integrity, belong to yeah. a fellowship, a denomination, or an association? Right. And you got a few options there. Like, I mean, ABGA, the American Reformed Baptist Churches of, of America. Oh, they all have these crazy acronyms that are distinctly Bergs. not seeker-sensitive. <laughs> They're seeker-insensible acronyms. You know, like our one is the Furbins, uh, <laughs> the F-R-B-C-N-Z-A-B-C-D-E-F-T. Um, but yeah, so 
Um, you got a few options. So they're like full, full subscriptionist. Yeah. If so I'm not mistaken. Opca. That's Opka. Yeah. That's in the States. That's one group, biggest group, I think, in the world um, when it comes to Reformed Baptists. Probably worth saying that. And then, um, you know, you have, I know, for example, uh, well, let's come straight to New Zealand, where we're certainly not full subscriptionist uh, in terms of our um, view on on the on, on the fellowship. We're not even an association, which we should talk about as well. But um, yeah, so we we were partial. I, I, yeah, I so even want to say documents state, you know, that there's the ordinary differences that are agreed upon. For example, Spurgeon introduced the notion of elect infants. That's right. probably the intent of the confession. So if you have more of a Zwinglian view or a Calvinistic view, or if you've got a more Spurgeonite view, mm-hmm. you know, you're allowed to differ on the issue of elect infants. Mm-hmm. All, elect, all infants dying in infancy are, mm-hmm. go straight to heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one area where you're not expected to necessarily agree. And the other one But that's is, even under full subscription, I think. Yeah. Wow. So we're basically full subscriptionists. We're not in not reality. Not in practice. Not in spirit. So in constitution, we are there. Well, I th- yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have to follow that up. But, um, yeah, look, yeah, what we're bringing out here is that certainly as you gather, I mean, historically, I mean, well, not historically, but you know, over the years. Yes. Um, I joined in, what, 2007, 2008 in our church. And man, we've had some people that have basically not, I mean, you know, very minimally subscribed to, they've basically been yeah. Calvinist and Baptist and covenant not so strong. Yeah. And, you know, they not non-existent. Not exa- yeah, exactly. So come and gone in the process. And then you have like little pockets where everyone's pretty full on. And then other pockets where like now, right now we, yeah, it's not, not I wouldn't say full subscription. That's no. for sure. And I think, you know, we, in New Zealand, we've, it's a small group of churches. We, can, we can't afford enemies. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are looking for friends, and the size of our fellowship has often set the tone yeah. for uh, you know, uh, a lot of charity, a lot mm-hmm. of liberality. Um, we're not looking to interfere in anyone else's church. Yeah. We don't have 300 churches, and so can, can yeah. be fussy about you know, right. who joins. And so yes. that has influenced the way we, we hold our confession, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, even in practice, yeah, if not in constitution which I'm quite surprised by. I should read that thing more often. Um, Yeah, so, um, you know, there's that. And then I think there's, you know, everything in between. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, and you get like, I think of FIRE, for example, the Fellowship of Independent Reformed Evangelicals. I suppose that would be the other end of the extreme or in South Africa. uh, Baptist and Presbyterian. The Solar Five group maybe in in South Africa. It's more Baptistic. Is it? But I think it's anyone that holds to, uh, I think it's Reformed Evangelical. Okay. So basically, anyways, uh, what I'm saying is like on the other end of the spectrum, we've got the kind of fellowship vibe yeah. without, and basically confessional in the sense that they're holding to basically the, the full of Reformed confessions. But yeah, they're, they're wanting to have a very loose subscription. So where do we fall in between? And um, Well, let's, let's do a little checklist. Yeah. I will uh, call out the chapters of the confession. Yes. And you say essential, non-essential. How okay, that? go. It's, how does that sound? It sounds excellent. Okay, great. So, contents. All right. Essential. <clears throat> Chapter one. <laughs> you need a contents page. So of important. the Holy Scriptures. Oh, boy. You have what? to agree with everything I, that's in Not there. only I agree, I love it. I think it's now, great. Now, is there anything missing in those chapters that... Well, I wish they would have articulated cessationism more clearly. Okay. In light of the gifts that have come up in the charismatic controversy. Yeah. But it's there. 
It's and there and it's in. And newer discussions on inerrancy are not present? Yeah, true. The Chicago, but at least they've put out a statement about that, which yeah. we typically in, uh, subsume anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so that's an essential one. Of God and the Holy Trinity. Uh, oh, boy. Totally essential. Yeah. So what happens if you uh, don't agree with eternally begotten? You're out of the fellowship. Is that a subscription? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I... Yeah. What I happens mean, if you embrace eternal functional subordinationism? Yeah, you need to get out. How far do we need to spell it out? In the words of Jim Renihan, brother. You are not reformed. <laughs> you know it. Yeah. Uh, brother. Oh, in the words of Klein, you have jumped the eschatological gun. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one because that's highly nuanced. Yeah. And uh, you've got a lot of it's, stuff to, it's, it's to play on. It's a hot issue, EFS, yep. Eternal Functional Subordination. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'd, I mean, I would have thought that maybe upon, especially with that particular issue, you know, with a lot of qualifications involved, like, you know, you're really able to articulate exactly where you differ and to what degree. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know anyone who's 1689. So, Wayne Grudem, he's not a 1689. No, no. Bruce Ware, not no. a 1689. Uh-uh. Uh, some of the other guys at Southern who would hold to this view, mm-hmm. not 1689. So mm-hmm. in one sense, it's not really an issue except no. for those guys who are c- perhaps coming out of that I know what Abka would do with you. trying to become more 1689 Yeah, totally, totally, totally. So, but, it's, yeah. so it's, it's almost like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've been in the Reformed Baptist Fellowship for nine years. Uh-huh. And I've definitely become more Reformed Baptist since arriving. Yeah, and I can I've, testify I've, to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought I agreed with the 1689 at the mm-hmm. time. I'm very grateful they let me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. but, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've come to more fully embrace the things I thought I believed at the time. Yeah, and in hindsight, perhaps we shouldn't have, you know, which is crazy, which is actually what we're talking about. But we should have. Yeah. We should have in some sense. for that. It almost reminds me of a church membership thing, you know, in that like, do you want everyone to dot every T? Or dot every I, cross every T up front. Or do you want to disciple them into that, you know? Yeah. And um, and so I remember being very challenged by that because I started off by, like, you need to hold to every single thing of this to be a member of our church. And then I was like, wait a minute, actually, that's my job to get you to, yeah. you know, you, you don't. That's You need to be discipled Membership to that point. to reflect the body of Christ, not... Yeah, that's right. And so there is a real extension of that in terms of incorporating churches into the whole thing where you're like, you know, it, it is an influence. I mean, we, we, we for example, one of the way, uh, the places we've really connected is um, the School of Theology. Yeah. You know, once a year where, where, you know, a guy comes down from Westminster and teaches or whatever it is, you know, and um, great time, we just get to connect and it influences you, which you would not be part of. You're not allowed being part of that yeah. if you're not part of the fellowship. So I think I've probably disagreed with something all of those guys have said every time. Yeah, but it's moved you toward a certain point. It has. With me, certainly. And you know. I've had to be told I've not reformed. Many several times. times along the way. Yeah, you've been like the, the you've got the record for most yeah. excommunicated brother. You know, you're, <laughs> you're basically like not reformed. I'm Renihan's whipping boy. <laughs> <laughs> so if you know who Jim Renihan is, you also know who his whipping boy is, <laughs> which is great. Oh man, there's okay. been some, uh, there's All been right. some great Next times. Next chapter, yeah. God's decrees. Well, where does it, impassibility? Was that on? So that would be the doctrine of God. Yeah, about we body put, parts and passions. Have we passed that though? Uh, let me have a. I'll just open it up. Um, yeah. So, 
chapter one of Doctrine of God and Trinity. The Lord yeah. our God is but one only living and true God, yeah. whose subsistence is in and of himself, mm-hmm. infinite in being and perfection, whose essence cannot be comprehended by any but himself, a most pure spirit, indivisible, without mm-hmm. body, parts, or passions. So, you know, judging by the way, Abke reacted to anyone who deviated from that doctrine. I would say anyone who deviates from the eternal subordination thing, uh, or at least generation thing, uh, is going to get kicked out. You know, that would be my. What 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 would we want to see happening? Well, what would we want to do on impassibility? Because here's what I love about Abke. I mean, it's kind of like the OPC in, in, in that they, you know, they kick a brother out, but then they put out like seven books, you know, and it's just so helpful, ultimately. Yes. And I like that. I, I think it's, I, I, you know, I appreciate it from a distance anyway. I mean, it'd be brutal to be part of it sometimes, I think, you know, and you just, wow, got to make sure you get, you, you get all your Q's, P's and Q's right. But yeah, I don't know. Like, so what, what do we want? Do we want to be the... You know, I suppose that's it. Well, Do that's you want to, that is the question we're that asking. Is the what question, is the yeah. level of subscription? And so here, here are a couple of extra questions to yeah. add to that. Authorial intent. Mm-hmm. Mm. So this was originally a Westminster document, which was taken over by Savoy, which was taken over by the 1689 yeah. Baptists. Mm-hmm. 1677, yeah. uh, the Baptists. You know, they may have had different views between themselves, mm-hmm. the three different schools on the issue of impassibility. Even the beyond the assembly, yeah. not even have thought. Yeah. Deliberately, but have just kept in step with what everyone had said beforehand yeah. on the issue. Yeah. yeah because great. yeah, they're, they're, it's very helpful because um, you know it does it does broaden the it, it shows you the spirit of the confession. Yeah. It shows you the desire was to include rather than exclude. You know, but yes. but include on the important points and make sure you know. So the the confession itself is genius on that point. You don't want to lose that genius. Yeah. You don't want to make it too tight to lose the genius of 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 the theology that binds. Yeah. Um, and so, you and know, the whole motive of uniting people mm. on the central important issues, yeah, and not overtaxing on the issues of minor disagreement. Totally, and without becoming so generic that we just, you know, we're just this broad five point confession. <coughs> so it is quite a t- tightrope to walk, but I mean, they've done it well. So covenant theology is a good example. Maybe just skip ahead a little bit there. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I would say essential, but there, you know, you've got. You've got even now with its crisis point, you know, in uncovering some original documents and all the rainy hands going crazy. And, you know, we'll get Brandon's input on Tuesday. He's, um, by the way, we've got Brandon Adams uh, going to be on the podcast on Tuesday, hopefully, Lord willing. So that, that'll that be good to get his take on that. And Pascal that's written the book on that. And, mm. and, um, and so even with that uncovered now, there is still evidence that actually they're held to a whole bunch of views. And um, they certainly would have wanted to articulate a certain covenant theology, but they geniusly, you know, um, wrote this thing in such a way that everyone could agree. And so it would be a real shame to see, you know, any any points sort of, well, you know, mess put up the that question unity. to you, brother. Would you yeah. take your Baptisterians, your Kleinians, and your Federalists, uh, 1689 Federalists, and put them all in the same denomination or association? I would, fellowship? for sure. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah. you, you, you on that particular issue have want to recognize the broader Baptist family. Oh yeah, within the confession. Yeah, absolutely. Or the, you know, I don't even like the word Baptist though. But broader um, covenant. Baptistic covenant. Baptistic. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, Baptistic. 
Baptist is just like, dude, I don't I want anything to do with the Baptist, really. You know, it's it's John the Baptist, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, except for him. I want something to do with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but okay. So impassibility and all that, I mean, whew, they got pretty tidy whitey on that. So you need room for growth as well. Yeah. You need room for people to, I mean, some of my theological conclusions were come to over several years. Mm. Um, and in, in, the, in the middle of the pastoral ministry, you don't always have time to do mm-hmm. all the reading you'd like to do on an issue. Mm-hmm. And so there has to be a lot, a lot of grace extended for That's people to point. work through a lot of issues. Yeah. So, you know, like almost like membership, we do a membership class. So before mm. anyone joins, we, we take them through a class. We, we, we spell out the fine print as far as we think we need to in order yeah. for them to come in yeah. with their eyes wide open. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. That, 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 that's one way of trying to minimize the gap. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Perhaps we need a... <laughs> yeah. Like an anti-seeker-sensitive approach to... Uh, hey, guys, if yeah. you want to rejoin the FRBC and Z, here yeah. are five lectures you should listen to. You know, that might not be a bad idea, to be honest. I think we could only be helped by that. I mean, think about that situation as you were coming into the fellowship. Yeah. Or me, for the, for that matter, when we were basically coming in and, you know, you don't know what you don't know, as you said before. Yeah. Uh, it'd be great to, rather than have a list of, hey, subscription, whatever, full subscription, partial. Um, instead, you go, hey, listen to these five, five like, like scary lectures. Yeah. It showed the jagged edges. Can you go along with these things? How about this? How about yeah. we get together as a fellowship amongst the pastors? Mm-hmm. We look at the hot potato issues. We discuss them amongst ourselves, come mm-hmm. to a reasonable agreement mm-hmm. and measure of disagreement that we will allow, and then articulate these hot potato issues mm-hmm. to the people that are applying. Because mm. we can't raise every issue. Mm-hmm. There are issues that... Yeah, are prevalent in our own country. I think, so and example, watershed the issues. The issue yeah. would be one. Yeah, eternal generation might be another. Yeah, we're not we're probably not going to uh, come to a difference on uh, the holy scriptures. Yeah, the Trinity. Well, and this cessation the is deity of Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, so we, I um, I think it's great. I really. Th- I, well, it's a winning. I, it's this clever formula. And maybe even is uh, needs to be changed over the years. But yeah, no, I think it's good, man. I think creation. It's good. Creation, yeah, great example. Because on the creation thing, you've got um, you know, the um the the Westminster Assembly at least, you know, we we pretty much plagiarized the Westminster on, yep. on most of our stuff. But the West so it becomes relevant they to They were know, unhappy with the seven day creation. They thought it was too long. The, <laughs> I know. Yeah, they were, well you had so a lot seven of seven twenty four hour days. They're like, dude, God can do it in one some, moment. Yeah. There was a dissenting opinion. Yeah. That was unhappy. With, you know, what our because we have a we don't, we have a, a fundamentalist notion of mm. creation that we impose upon people for orthodoxy today. Don't we? Mm-hmm, totally. If you're not a seven day twenty four, and I, personally I am. Yeah, but, but um, you understand that it's not the, the criteria. Holding the view yeah. that's in a fundamentalist exclusive way. Yeah, that this is a do or die issue. Yeah, totally. Can we have an old Earth guy? Mm. Now, and on that point, you see the the the. You know, in the debates on the assembly, you've got the documentation for this, where they put forward in the space of six literal days as a possibility for the wording of the confession, yes. and uh, they opted against the word literal. So that's the thing, and the reason they did that is they didn't. They wanted. They wanted to. They wanted to leave it at the the language of scripture, so that if there were theological interpretations that could make use of that language to come to their positions, 
that would be sufficient. And so, yeah, I mean, like that allowed for quite a substantial diversity of opinions. Mm. And um, certainly when you think I, I'm a literal, a literary framework guy, um, and so that doesn't really even touch the age of the earth or it doesn't even, you know, but, but it just says there's more there. And I really appreciate that because, you know, I think, I think um, it's very much in the spirit of the confession. I mean, it's covenantal to, to the T. It's, yeah. you know. Um, I would seriously struggle with theistic evolution personally. Right. Really but could would. you... I could go with an old earth. Could theistic evolutionists use the language of scripture? <sighs> don't I think don't they could. Know. That's the problem. Day age I, guys could. Literary I, framework I, I guys could. I don't see how they could. Yeah. And so they wouldn't be allowed to join. Yeah. Which is the genius of the confession. Yeah. You know. So I think it's good, man. I think, you know, it's. I think like Jim Renian said, um, you know, like... We shouldn't try and rewrite this thing or amend it because the guys who put this thing together really worked hard and they were geniuses. Yeah. So let's not rewrite or amend, but I have yeah. I have offered the suggestion of sort of a what do you call those things? Appendix, a long appendix, right? With some modern day issues, for example, abortion. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, there are issues that they didn't grapple with in the day. Yeah. Missiological issues. You know. Mm. What is the Bible's teaching on missions? It's not in the confession. Um, it has stuff on the local church, but it doesn't mm. really help clarify other things. Yeah. It doesn't have a statement on inerrancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps a long, where appropriate appendix. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not seen as part of the body of the document, but mm-hmm. according to wherever, where, uh, wherever people may be, South Africa, New Zealand, America, whatever the issues are in their context, they can raise some particular points of agreement. You mean localized to the Local, individual? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I like it. Just a, a possible way of trying to accommodate, um, <clears throat> newer issues without changing the document itself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's some thoughts on the 1689 confession. I mean, I think it's helpful because a lot of people go, yeah, I know I'm part of X 29 as well. And, uh, man, I get a lot of questions like, Why? How are you part of the 1689 thing? We're part of the Baptist Union. Right, which is even crazier. Shall I, shall I justify our inclusion quickly? Okay, do it. Okay. Yeah. So, my Baptistness gives me the liberty to be part of the Baptist Union. So, just, just picture it. Mm-hmm. If I was an Anglican, which has authority from the bishops mm-hmm. and top down, mm-hmm. they would tell my particular congregation what to do, right? Mm-hmm. So, I couldn't, if I disagreed with the establishment, Mm-hmm. Part of an Anglican scenario, right? Presbyterians have a have a similar though different, but it's it's authority from the top down. Yeah, they have yeah. a synod scenario where the synod dictates to the individual local churches what hymn books they can use, etc., etc., etc. If I disagree with the establishment, my individual local church autonomy would be compromised by mm-hmm. what the establishment seeks to impose on me. Mm-hmm. But in the Baptist Union, because mm. it's a family of Baptist churches, <laughs> autonomous local churches, yeah. I can find some expression of the unity I'll have with them in heaven yeah. in a corporate sense now without the danger of them telling me what yeah. to do. In our wow. You've actually just described me in Acts 29. It's quite <clears throat> frightening. Okay. Well, yeah. Because it's just the same thing. Autonomy is not a denomination network, yeah. you know, individual autonomy in local church. So it's essentially it's Baptistic. It's Baptistic. I know. <laughs> See, I know that. Yeah. No one else does. <laughs> <laughs> it's just now like. they know it. <laughs> now they know it. So shh. Don't tell X-29. Yeah. It, it reminds me of when, um, you know, uh, CJ Mahaney was uh, talking to Mark Dever 
and uh, they're doing this whole big thing. And Mark Dev is like, you know, in these nine marks interviews, he's like, listen, so tell me about your church government. And he's charismatic and he's doing the, oh, we're apostolic prophetic and da da da. And we have the apostolic steering team and then the committee and the blah, blah, blah. And Dev is just very patiently listening to all of this. And uh, CJ Mahaney's going on and on and on. And uh, eventually he finishes, you know, now you know the elaborate system employed by this reformed charismatic network and uh after a long pause mark devis says oh so you're presbyterian (laughs) (laughs) and the best part was cj mahaney's like that's true (laughs) so you know it's just like that's exactly it you know you can only reinvent the the wheel so many times but yeah yeah, i think that's exactly right and i think the confession allows for a greater stretch of unity like that wherever is possible but it seems particular to baptists that they have the baptist the autonomy of the local church that, that baptistic principle does lend itself to a greater attachability without compromise yeah absolutely which is good yeah, and I I very much like that about Baptistic. Um, what do you call it? Greater. So you do like Baptist? Uh, Baptistic. <laughs> I mean, Baptist totally. You know, it's just yeah. what I don't like about it. It was interesting because I, you know, we were having a chat um, the other day about, you know, do you uh, as a Baptist church would you allow like people who are. Um, you know, uh, infant Baptist to, to, to join as a member and that sort of thing. Mm. And, um, you know, I just, as I was hearing all of that, I'm like, look, I care about that big time. You know, yes. I, it's a big thing for me, but so much more important for me is whether they agree with my view of the covenant, because in, you know, it's, you know what I mean? Like if you hold to my view of the covenant, not only are you going to not baptize your kids, but yes. you're not going to be dispensational and, and, you know, versus the dispensational guy who's Baptist who um, answers more issues? Who has more issues in many ways than the Pentecostal guy who's who's not, who's just sort of being left alone on this, you know, and coming yeah. in unassailed. And I, I don't like that. I think it's there's something wrong there. Like we've we've we've. I get the importance of the ordinance, and I get that it's attached. And I think for that reason, it's worth fighting for and being associated to. But it's just sometimes it's like there are bigger doctrines, and they do affect more things, and. Would you rather hang out with someone who's reformed and covenantal, but differs with you on baptism? When I say hang out, I mean like you know, in close fellowship in a whatever. Or I think we're starting a second episode. <laughs> we should keep this one for another one. I think you're right, but it's a big it's a big issue, yeah, isn't it? I'd love to yeah. love to chat about it. Yeah, totally. All right, Nick, just shut me down. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, hey, sixteen eighty nine Saturday. So <clears throat> we are basically saying. Right. Are you starting another episode? No, no, heart, summing it up, conclusions. Okay, right. But Call after I said, have conclusions, I've just know. said 1689 Saturday. Yeah. That was the summary. Yeah, what was the conclusion? <laughs> we just right. rambled and we didn't actually tell them. Yeah. So, subscriptionism? Yeah. We prefer a looser sense than a firmer sense. I think so. We prefer so. an informed approach to it. Yeah. We, uh, we want to give room for growth to, to, to allow people to grow into it mm-hmm. while Allowing them yep. to label in the umbrella of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we have some mature churches mm-hmm. who are doing well in it. We've got some other churches at a different place who mm-hmm. are looking to those other churches as models. Yeah. 
and there's a mentoring process. I do enjoy on. the diversity piece as well. I really do. I'd yeah. be lying if I say I didn't. You know, I like being totally in agreement with someone, but I also like being slightly different yeah. and having a form of unity in that sense on the important issues, which is what this will give us. Uh, yeah, yeah. And too tidy whitey, it always stifles things. It always just, you know, but it has other strengths. It's a racial statement. Um, I would. Yeah, <laughs> and on that note <laughs> 1689 Saturday <laughs>